0: Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hello everyone, and welcome to another round of the Real Film Nerds podcast that no one likes to listen to. This week, we talk about another Marvel Cinematic Universe film, or actually this Tuesday, since it's not a we do more than one episode a week, with me is always discussing the Marvel Cinematic Universe. His pride and joy in finding how every single movie we do relates to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mysterious Mike.
1: Hello, everybody. And Matt, come on. We have people listening to our our podcast. Our numbers are up. I don't know what you're complaining
0: about. No, they're not. Our numbers are super down. Our numbers are down 200%.
1: That's only this week. There was a holiday, dude. I don't... Come on. It's not this week, that's over two and a half weeks. You are too, uh, too on the numbers. You need to just let it...
0: My own family doesn't even listen anymore.
1: They've gotten that bored with us. Well, yeah.
0: Mike, I think you need to spice it up. It's clearly not my side, it's your side.
1: Obviously, it's my side.
0: I, I think it's just way too much flaccid penis for people. I don't know.
1: Oh man, every time we bring it up, though, we have to talk about, in case anybody hasn't heard, that that they, there is, in the Game of Thrones, the first season, there was a bunch of flaccid penis, and I mentioned how I liked it, and now, ever since then, it's kind of a thing, it's kind of an inside joke that uh, I always talk about all the flaccid penis, which, this current movie that we're going to talk about has no flaccid penis, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, you mean Honey, I Shrunk the Kids 3? No, it's not Honey, I Shrunk the Kids 3. The first oh, one you I Shrunk sure? the Kids was good, though.
0: It really came off across as like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids 3, especially with all the ants.
1: Oh, interesting. All right. Well, <laughs> on that, I'm going to go over the...
0: Come the, on, that was a good joke and you didn't even get it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess it was yeah, a good
0: joke. Whatever. You're, you're too old.
1: Yeah, I'm too old. In the aftermath of Captain America's Civil War, Scott Lang grapples with the consequences of his choices as both a superhero and a father. As he struggles to rebalance his home life with his responsibilities as Ant-Man, he's confronted by Hope Van Dyne and Dr. Hank Pym with an urgent new mission. Scott must once again put on a suit and learn to fight alongside the Wasp as the team works together to uncover secrets from their past. Uh, This is directed by Peyton Reed. Uh, The writers are Chris McKenna, Eric Summers, Paul Rudd, Andrew Barr, and Gabriel Fiara. Oh, man, Fiara. You even had it
0: when you first said it, but it's okay.
1: Uh, The starring Paul Rudd as Scott Lang, Evangeline Lilly as Hope Van Dyne, Michael Pena as Lewis, Walter Goggins. Bobby Cannavale as Paxton, uh, and of course uh, Michael Douglas is Dr. Hank Pym, uh, Lawrence Fishburne is Dr. Bill Foster, Michelle Pfeiffer is Janet Van Dyne, and there's a few other characters. Lots, lots of uh, stars in this movie.
0: Well, all right then. There's our nice rundown. So, let's just skip to the end. Mike, how many reels do you give this movie?
1: Well, why? <laughs> did, you, did you not like this movie, Matt? Tell me no, your I liked
0: it. I thought I thought Ant-Man was alright. I thought it was a good movie. I yeah. thought it was funny. There was parts of it that bothered me, but I, I enjoyed it overall. I thought it was a good movie.
1: Yeah, I thought this movie was fun. Um, I guess a lot of reviewers have also said this, that because the last... Uh, Marvel movie was pretty intense and and almost dark. That uh, this was a great refreshing movie, and uh, I tend almost
0: to... dark. Shit, Infinity War was crazy dark. How was it not almost dark?
1: Well, yeah, okay, it was dark. So everybody dies. So, so yeah, so this this movie was uh, kind of a breath of fresh air. It was nice to see. You know, it's it's kind of fun. The first Ant Man was pretty fun. Um, I really enjoy the the Michael Pena. Uh, he has these like fast talking scenes in both both movies, the first one and the second one, and they're just hilarious. I enjoyed them quite a bit. Uh, I thought this was really funny. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that was probably one of the better standout parts of this film was Michael Pena's part, where he just talks really fast and then they cut away to. Uh, him imitating everyone else, but he doesn't imitate them very well at all. He just uses his regular voice, and then they're mouthing it. I love that. I think that is just hilarious.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I thought really it was good. funny in the first one, and I was glad to see it in the second one. And, uh, you know, I was wondering if they were going to be able to kind of have a situation where they'd do it again, and they definitely figured out something to do it again. It was awesome. Uh
0: well, they had to. It was clearly one of everybody's favorite parts of the original.
1: Yeah, so I, I like this movie. I thought it was fun. Uh, it was. It's a light-hearted, you know, just a superhero movie, but kind of a anti-like. Uh, Scott Lang as Ant Man isn't like excited to be Ant Man. I mean, he kind of is, but he's also really wants to be a family man with his his daughter and that at times has caused him to have you know conflicts of time and just what should he do and in this movie coming off of a uh, civil war he's he's been on house arrest for uh, uh, you know a a little while so he's just about to get off of it but then as I stated in the story there's some stuff happens, and he has to—he has to, you know, violate his house arrest, and you know, the rest is in the movie.
0: Well, but he doesn't violate his house arrest, or else he would have been thrown in jail immediately, like they pointed out in the start of the film.
1: Well, he—he he kind of violates it, but uh, they have—technically, he doesn't. Yeah, they have creative ways of making sure that he—he he doesn't get caught
0: i didn't read into that at all that he doesn't want to be ant-man i feel that he wants to be ant-man he prefers to be ant-man he has a family and he would like to be around his daughter and things like that but i feel that he's trying to stick to the straight and narrow so that he doesn't get in trouble anymore being an ex-con because he already has seen what being an ex-con has done to his life
1: yeah, well, I guess that's true, but I I feel like he doesn't always want to be Ant Man, and maybe that's what it is. He doesn't always want to be Ant Man because there's certain responsibilities that he has outside of his superhero role.
0: Well, but if you take a look, Tony Stark then doesn't want to be Tony, doesn't want to be Iron Man because outside of his roles of flying around as Iron Man, he's getting shit faced and. Taking girls out and going to parties and buying Lamborghinis and building houses.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't think he's buying Lamborghinis, man. It was exclusively Audi Audis that he uh, drove.
0: Yeah, whatever. He drives a lot of different vehicles in Iron Man, but what was that three where they were? They really pushed the Audi. Doesn't no, matter. No,
1: all, all of them. He's driving was like it an all R R eight and like hmm. yeah, he's always driving Audis. And I think he drove like a TT, and No, it's it's kind of a thing in this movie. Did you notice that there's a little bit of Hyundai like featured? Oh yeah, <laughs> there was Hyundai and uh, Mercedes Benz. Oh yeah, Mercedes Benz, yeah, yeah. That so, I guess th- those are all the notes I had, Matt. I'm I'm done with all my notes. Uh, I didn't have a lot of notes on this movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, the the final, I don't know if we should spoil it or not, because we always do spoil everything, but the final, uh, or not final, but mid-end-credit scene.
0: Yeah, the mid-credit scene.
1: Yeah, the mid-credit scene was quite interesting. So, I don't know.
0: Your call, man. I people are already talking about it
1: yeah are are they already is it already ruined all over the interwebs
0: oh of course I don't know if they're yeah people always warn and say spoilers, but whatever
1: well i don't know your call but, i don't care well man did how do you think this relates into uh with the avengers the current avengers movie that just happened uh
0: I think a man screwed. Yeah, I think you, he's going to be spending some time in the uh, in the uh, um, quantum realm. Yeah, the quantum realm. was spacing on what they called it.
1: Mm. Okay, all right. I'm not sure. I I I don't know what to think because it this really kind of set up for some stuff, just like the Avengers, where we really need to see the next Avengers. And I guess probably this new Captain Marvel movie that's coming in March, I believe? Is March it March 2019? or is it April? I don't know. March or, it's March I know it or comes, April for sure. Spring. I know it
0: comes right before uh, Avengers 4. And Avengers 4 is, I think, slated for May.
1: Yeah, it's probably early May again. Like, like uh, the first one. Well, the first one was late April, but yeah.
0: Yeah, but it was slated for the first weekend in May, and then they just bumped it up.
1: Yeah, they wanted because of the uh, because of everything that was happening globally. They didn't want it to leak anywhere, so they released it around the world at the same time, which is unusual. But uh, yeah, I like this movie. I like Paul Rudd. I've liked Paul Rudd since. Uh, the Alicia Silverstone movie. Uh, oh man, I'm, I'm blanking. Clueless. Clueless. Yeah. Um. He's he's just kind of like I I don't know. He's your average American guy, I think, uh, or at least he he usually portrays himself, or he usually has roles that are like that.
0: Yes and no. I I would say he's more of a uh, comedic than a average. Just looking at the roles that he has played, he always plays kind of a funny guy. With a heart. All right, funny
1: guy with a heart. Okay, well, well like, for instance, role models. Oh yeah, Venti.
0: Funny guy, yeah, funny guy with a heart, man. What is it up with this Venti? I want twenty ounces. He, he, that's the other 20. one. Yeah, that's the other one. He does play a lot of uh, in a, a lot of uh, relationship movies. Uh, like even dinner with schmucks, oh, it's yeah. a relationship. But Isn't again, he's the for funny, schmucks? lovable guy. No, dinner. Yeah, dinner for schmucks or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. and then um, oh, what's um, role models dinner for schmucks? Oh, uh, what's a, well, did,
1: the forty year old virgin? One. What
0: yeah. about the forty year old virgin? The forty year old virgin. Uh, he plays another. Dude, that's going through a horrible breakup relationship, and he's obsessed with his girlfriend.
1: Yeah, that's See? true. Yeah. All right, All <laughs> that's right. the
0: dude he plays.
1: All right, so may- maybe. Oh, and you, then I you love have you, have a better, man. A better, a better. Oh, but he's a, he's an anchor man.
0: That's true, and he doesn't. He plays the uh, the man whore in Anchor Man. Yeah, or the attempted man whore. And he's
1: but, like, but, an, an I love you,
0: man. He's well, like, I love you, man. He's getting married.
1: Yeah, all right.
0: So he's the fun loving comedic man in a relationship,
1: I guess. Um, what about in Forgetting Sarah Marshall?
0: Hmm. I'm trying to remember what role Oh, that's right. He plays the uh The surfer guy, yeah. Well, that was a small part compared to the other ones, because he wasn't the lead of Yeah,
1: that. he was just the guy who forgot everybody, and he was just kind of a stoner surfer guy. Yeah, he's that's Kunu. A...
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kunu. What does that mean? I don't remember what his name is in it, but it was something like George.
1: He's like, I googled it. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, all right. So maybe that was movie. just a
1: trip to Hawaii for him. I don't know.
0: He got paid, so it's a paycheck. Yeah. So how do you think your girlfriend did in this movie, Mike?
1: Evangeline Lilly? Yeah. She's not my girlfriend.
0: I know how much you like her.
1: Um, I liked her a lot on Lost. Uh, I thought she did okay. Um, For someone who, who was giving up on acting, it was kind of weird. I don't know if you'd heard this, Matt. No. So she... Before she she's got, not my
0: girlfriend, she's your girlfriend, so I don't pay attention to her, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, so before she uh, got her role in Lost, she was living in her car, and and broke, and uh, she got the role in Lost, and then she kind of didn't really enjoy the fame of being on Lost and, and being an actress and stuff, so she said she was going to retire and not do anything else. Well... A little bit later, this this director, Peter Jackson, called her and said, Hey, um, I was wondering if you want to be in my new Hobbit movies. And she was like, "Uh, I guess so. Because she used to date um, one of the guys who was on the original Lord of the Rings who was on Lost. Oh, man, I I forgot his name. I Uh, figure
0: peter jackson would have called up and would just would have been like hey do you like money
1: well apparently she enjoyed acting on that because she was in new zealand i'm like oh yeah i bet it was great to be in new zealand very um uh beautiful country and uh, the people are supposed to be nice and there's not a lot of people so yeah i'm sure she really enjoyed that but uh then then after that, she did that movie with um, the boxing movie, The Boxing Robots, with Hugh Jackman.
0: Uh, God, that movie was terrible.
1: Oh, yeah, it was terrible. I'm like, why did she pick that movie? Um, and then she landed on, and then Marvel called her up and said, Hey, we're thinking about casting you in this Ant-Man movie. And, of course, in the first one, she's barely in it. Yeah, it's a small
0: part, but she's still in it.
1: Yeah, and then the the second one, you know, this one, she's in it quite a bit, but uh yeah, I guess she's still acting and uh she's okay with whatever's going on. I don't know. I'm I'm sure she gets paid pretty well, but uh yeah. She's not my girlfriend, man. Lies.
0: So, all right. I'll get into what bothered me about this movie since uh I guess you're done talking about your girlfriend.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't... Uh, I don't think anything bothered me. I think I like this movie.
0: One of the problems I had with this is how they make Paul Rudd look like an idiot. Which was not... Or Scott Lang, shall I say. His character, Scott Lang. Which clearly was not in the first one. The first one, he's very smart. He knows what he's doing. Things like that. Um, I agree with uh, other reviewers that we've... He was kind of, you know, dumbed down for this movie, it seemed like. He wasn't quite as smart, and I I didn't like that. I thought that was ridiculous.
1: Well, that's interesting, Matt, you know, because Paul Rudd was one of the writers, so do you think he wanted to do that to his character? I don't know. I think part of it
0: might be that they were trying to make it more of a wasp film, which I think it came off that way as more of a wasp film. She's more the... uh, The star of the film instead of the side character, and Ant Man is more the side character. But then, you know, the one that kind of saves the day is Ant Man, and you know, it kind of goes back and forth. But I think it was more about the Wasp and Doctor Hank Pym and their whole family, and Ant Man was just kind of in it.
1: Yeah, I guess I could agree with you on that. It's, it's. I mean, it does say Ant Man and the Wasp, so. It probably should have just been the Wasp and Ant-Man.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Because it was more of the Wasp storyline with the Ant-Man thrown in when needed for various things. But, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, even the cold opening before the credits and everything, it's about the Pym family. It's about, you know, uh, Hope Van Dyne hiding Mm -hmm. and Dr. Hank Pym and... You know, Janet Van Dyne looking for her. So, I felt that this was more of a Wasp movie with Ant-Man thrown in than an Ant-Man movie with the Wasp thrown in. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Another thing that bothered me was uh, Ghost. I thought Ghost was a really good character. uh, Made a pretty good, I guess you would say, villain. She doesn't really come off as a villain towards the end of the film. But she clearly is the villain for the majority of it. But I really wish they would have developed her a little bit more.
1: Yeah, right. yeah, they did leave out a lot. Like, it was like a real quick, like, here's what's wrong with me. All right, now I'm evil, kind of.
0: Right, and it turns out she's not evil. She's just in extreme pain, which right. is understandable. But I think they should have explained that probably if we see her again, she probably is going to be a villain because having that much pain for that long and all the things she's done you know it's gonna come up and that's one thing that would be kind of interesting is to see a ghost kind of maybe not so much another movie of ghosts but a little bit more in depth on ghost on what she did when she was being abused by the government used as an assassin and things like that i think that would be kind of neat but again that could just be a longer cutscene. right yeah because she really does kind of have a very fairly interesting story arc. And I just felt that she was just kind of, you know, there. It wasn't really well developed. And she doesn't come off as the villain at the end of the movie, obviously. Um, and then Walton Goggins' character, I mean, he's the villain of this movie. And we really didn't need him. Uh, it was kind of a waste. Uh, the thing I really was disappointed in not seeing, I guess you would say, is the puppet master for walter goggins i was curious about who that is i was really hoping they were going to introduce a major marvel villain of some kind who is walton goggins boss but nope they don't do that he just gets arrested at the end of the movie so i was kind of disappointed in that yeah i would have liked to i know it's not the same universe yet uh they're still in the process of buying sony but i would have loved that to be like the introduction of like maybe mr sinister or i don't know maybe even uh bring in harry osborn you know some rich big time villain from the marvel universe would have been really cool even if it was just a split second cut scene of you know goggins on the phone with him or something but he was a throwaway character he just and that bothered me because Walton Goggins is an incredible actor. He does some great roles. And this is like the second one of these he's had. You know, the Tomb Raider movie, he was the villain oh, in that. And yeah, you yeah,
1: That you're was so right. horrible. That was yeah. absolutely
0: horrible. What a waste of a good actor.
1: Yeah. I'm and forgetting. that's exactly what they did here. Yeah. Yeah, that's depressing. You're right, Matt.
0: So, I like the addition of Randall Park... Uh he's the guy that plays the FBI agent. Oh yeah, yeah, he was fun. I really like him from uh um Oh now I'm spacing on the name of the show on ABC. Uh Fresh Off the Boat. Fresh Off the Boat. I really like him in Fresh Off the Boat. That show is hilarious. But it kind of felt like he brought some of that into this movie being, you know, on a sitcom so long, it kinda of, he brought that kind of sitcom y humor to it. And again, that was probably just the writing, too. But I like Randall Park a lot. So I liked seeing him in there. And I didn't think it was terrible, but I thought it could have been a little bit better, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, And then M- Michelle Pfeiffer, I mean, how awesome was that getting to see her in there? Yeah. And clearly clearly, she's going to be a much larger influence in the upcoming MCU universe, hopefully.
1: Yeah, I was I got the feeling that she would be more used due to her newfound abilities.
0: Yeah, cuz they tease that at the end about how she has these abilities that she's either has changed the structure of her DNA or she learned how to do or whatever from being in the uh quantum realm and clearly the abilities work in this
1: world. Yeah, so that's going to be kind of neat. They definitely do. A- anyway, uh, yeah, I didn't have any complaints about this movie. I, uh, I, I just like this movie. I, not
0: so much complaints. I just had critiques.
1: Yeah. So, so Matt, with that, how do you, th- how are you going to rate this movie? I give it a three and a half reels out of five. Oh, even with your complaints, three and a half reels, man. Dude, it
0: was a fun movie. It was enjoyable. There was a lot of interesting, fun things. I didn't tear it apart, but like I was saying, there's just some things I would have liked to have seen. I guess I'm a little bit more lean lenient on most films than you are. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, no, that's okay. I, I, I'm i going to go with three and a half reels as well. I, I enjoyed this movie. I think people should go see it. It was fun.
0: See, and that's what's funny is that you think it's a good movie, but you gave it three and a half instead of... You know, four or a five. Whoa, kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, when I th- when I think a movie's good, I give it a four or a four
1: and a half. Oh well, I'm I'm harsh. You know, you can ha- you can add to mysterious Mike, harsh Mike,
0: mysterious shoeless harsh Mike.
1: Yes, I'm I'm not easily pleased by movies. I don't know. I've seen I've literally seen thousands of movies now, so.
0: Yeah, I think you probably have me beat a little bit, just purely based on your tenure working in a movie theater.
1: Yeah, uh, I might. I might have you beat.
0: Well, because I still have every now and then my roommates from college will comment or say something on Facebook or whatever. And one of the things to remember most of having me as a roommate is going and watching movies with me. So clearly, I still saw quite a bit of movies when I was in college, but you worked at a movie theater, so you had me beat there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did work in a movie theater. Although I didn't get to watch as many of the movies as I I do get to watch now. Like it takes quite a bit of time to watch movies over, you know, like you know, it's it's a good two and a half hours of dedication at least. Every every time we go watch a movie, because, you know, some, for me, there's some drive time and, and whatnot, and, you know, so...
0: Yeah, but you still see three to four movies a week. Well,
1: yeah, so, that's normal, right?
0: Well, I see two on average, if I'm lucky, not counting what I watch at home, because when I'm at home is where I typically watch most of my movies.
1: Oh, Okay.
0: Well, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, stuff like that.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I I mean, I watch a lot of that too. Um, I also do not have cable in a traditional sense. I do have one of the on-demand services, uh, Directv. Now, although they're raising the price five bucks, so I don't, I don't know,
0: I don't know. Uh, They shouldn't be raising it for us because we signed on and. It was in part of the contract that they're not going to raise the price as long as you keep paying.
1: I don't know, man. I think they said even, even us. We'll, we'll find out. But I haven't gotten an email, so all right. Oh Matt, speaking of services, what's going on with MoviePass? It sucks. W- well, what sucks about it? What's going on? Like, did they? My so-
0: app isn't my app isn't working, so I can't go and see movies. And I'm wondering if that's from me uh, talking about Movie Pass and Picture Show locally, and so Picture Show's just like, eh, we'll just not let this guy see movies anymore.
1: Uh, so you think you personally have stopped Picture Show from accepting Movie Pass just from me, just from you, just yep. one person?
0: Uh huh. They locked they, it down.
1: They didn't like your money. Like your money's bad there, right? And tainted. like every every time you go there you don't buy any of the concessions, right? None. Just
0: a dollar dollar soda.
1: Oh uh, okay. So a dollar fifty soda for the soda that costs five cents. So they're only making a dollar off of you. That's terrible. I
0: am sure I am sure it's up to more like seven cents now, Mike. Inflation.
1: Oh maybe maybe seven cents. Okay. Maybe seven cents. Well, coming from someone who used to work in a movie theater. We make all the money on the concessions, so it doesn't matter as much about the box office. Have you
0: thought about getting a second job at the movie theater just so you can see more movies?
1: No, because then they'd want me to work on the weekends and stuff, and then I wouldn't have a chance to go see the movies that I could Hmm. see for free. Good point. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, well, I guess on that note, we will just end it. No uh, MCU universe this week, obviously, because this movie is in the MCU universe.
1: Yes, yes. uh, Yep. So this one was super easy by me not having to do anything. But the next movie, man, is it difficult to find the MCU tie-in. You're going to have to tune in to see if I can do it for... Um, Won't You Be My Neighbor
0: that's the Mr. Rogers documentary which we will be talking about on this upcoming Thursday July 12th I think that's right Yep, July 12th
1: yes because Friday the 13th is coming boom boom boom
0: sweet oh I hope they have a Friday the 13th marathon I'm down for that oh yeah they might They usually do. I think IFC is the one that's been doing it lately.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, on that note, anything else, Mike? No, that's it. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.